Today, I'm going to start a new series. I call this series The Force of Grace. The Force of Grace. The Force of Grace. Father God, I just ask that you speak to us today, minister to our spirits. We need a fresh touch of grace in our lives. Some of us, we really need it badly. But we need you, Lord God. Speak to us by the power of your Holy Spirit today. In Jesus' name, amen. The force of grace. The force of grace. Many have struggled trying to transform themselves into a person that is both accepted by God and man. And hard as they try, they discover that they are going deeper and deeper into wickedness. And there is a strong draw towards what is wrong. Even though they know they shouldn't be going there, but there's that strong draw towards what is wrong, and they feel helpless. Just watching from the outside, trying to do what is right. They know that God is. They know that judgment is going to come. But they can't let go of what's going on. They can't let go of what they're doing that is driving them the other way, contrary to the way that they want to go. Some feel so alone. And they're asking, where is God? I feel so empty. Will I ever feel better in life? Will I ever be free? Will I really in this life get to know God in a very personal level? Is that possible for any man? Where is God? And they even just doubt them. Am I going to make it? If I die and I meet with God, what's going to happen? So am I even afraid to die because they don't know what's up, what's over there? If you have a lot of questions, and a lot of pain in your life, the answer to that is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is what God has given to us. The grace of God in our Lord Jesus Christ is the answer to every question on the earth is the cure for every evil on the earth for every struggle that's the grace of God it is called the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ what's the meaning of the word grace many have given us the definition grace is God's unmerited favor what does that mean that means God favors you even though you don't deserve to be favored by God. Why? Because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why you are favored. The word favor means to approve of. God, God's unmerited favor. That means God approves of you even though you don't approve of yourself. Because of the things that you're doing. You're aware of it. But the Bible tells us God still approves of you. 
as a person. He doesn't approve of what you're doing. But as a human being, because of the grace, the great grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, God still approves of you and cares deeply about you because you're a human being. He still cares for you. He loves you. He wants to take care of you. The grace of God. He brings that favor. The Bible talks about the fact that we will be surrounded as, with favor as a shield. God surrounds you with favor as a shield. And the only reason for that is because of his grace. The grace of God. How powerful this is that God has given to us. God's precious grace. Another meaning for the word grace is goodwill. Goodwill. God wills you the best in life. You may not be aware of it because of your life. But hopefully one day you will meet face to face with God's grace. And God will begin to reveal to you his true will for your life. God's will, grace for your life, God wills you the best. The meaning of the word grace, goodwill. And you know, in Luke chapter 2 verse 14, when Jesus was born, the angels came, multitudes of angels. They came, they started singing up to God, to, to God but they were singing on the earth. I don't believe they were singing for God. They had been doing that from eternity past. Now they were singing for man, rejoicing over what God has done for man. They said, glory to God in the highest. Peace on the earth, peace. And the word goodwill towards man. Goodwill, that's God's grace. They sang it. Goodwill towards man. That means God wills you good. Regardless of how bad you think you have been, God wills you good and wants to do good to you. Just come face to face with his grace and let his grace transform your situation, transform your life and make you into a new man. Jesus calls it born again, born into a new world, the world of God, the kingdom of God that changes everything about your life. That's what we're talking about. It's the grace of God. In Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, I would like to read from the message Bible. It says, I know what I'm doing. God says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out for you. I have it all planned out for you. Plans to take care of you. And not to abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. I feel like shouting. Hallelujah. And that's, a great, that's good news. That's God's grace. Goodwill towards you. He wills you the best. God says, I'm not confused about my plans for you. I know what my plans for you are. I'm going to take care of you. Can I hear an amen? God says, I'm going to take care of you. I've, I've, I have it all planned out. I'll take care of you. I need you to stand up this morning. I need you to stand up. You guys 
wake up, wake up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Hallelujah. I want you to walk around greeting one another and telling them, I know God's going to take care of me. Come on, come on, let's do this. Walk around, greet one another, especially our visitors. Tell them, God's going to take care of me. No matter what I'm going through, God's taking care of me. Hallelujah. God's going to take care of me. God's going to take care of me. That's the power of God's grace. God's going to take care of me. And that's the truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may not have seen church this way, but this is the way we do church. Time is out. Go back to your seats. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you telling your... Did you all say it like you really meant it? <sighs> you know what that does? It makes God glad. Because he believes, he believes it. He believes it. Or she believes it. When you believe it, it makes God glad. Because everybody's calling, everyone around the world is calling God a liar. But you believe what he said. And God's going to unleash on you his favor, his grace to take care of you. And I've often said it here, almost every Sunday these days, God's going to even take care of your children. God said in Isaiah 54, I'm going to teach your children. That's why my children's got to be fat, to be really smart. If God's teaching them, they've got to be smart. If he comes back with a bad grade, they say, son, where did you come with that? Where did you come? What, what happened here? God's teaching you and you're coming home. Not kidding. <laughs> but God takes care of us. And that's the truth. He takes care of us. What's the nature of this grace we're talking about? What's the nature of this grace? You know, the grace of God... He's full of loving kindness. What that means is, no matter what, because Jesus came, because he lived on this earth, and if you have your mind on him, God always will be kind to you and to your children. Consistently kind to you. You may not understand everything that's going on, but believe me, he's been kind to you. He will be kind to you all the days of your life. This grace of God is full of mercy. That means God doesn't condemn you for anything. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Absolutely no condemnation. God's merciful to you. Even when you're going the other way, he's still merciful. Remember what Jesus said. He leaves the 99, he's going after the one that's gone astray. God's not mad at anyone. God's not angry at anybody. Jesus made sure that God never gets angry anymore. When he died on the cross, God, God took care of that. Isaiah 54, God says, I will never, I swear, I'll never be angry at you again. But he feels sorrowful in, your heart, in his heart when you're going the other way. 
You're not hurting him. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself. His heart is sad. Sad. He's taking care of everything. All he's saying, why don't you confront my grace? Get face to face with the grace of God. And let the grace of God transform your life. Yield to grace. And let grace transform you. That's all it takes. No one can change himself. I tried. Don't work very well. You always feel bad. And the devil keeps pointing his bony fingers. How many have seen his finger? I haven't seen it, but I believe it's bony. Bad boy. Bad boy. Oh. But I can repent. Amen? I can ask for forgiveness and then I get good again. And God never left me. He said, I will never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And he's not lying to us. He didn't say, I'm going to forsake you when you're doing some wrong stuff, right? I will never leave you or forsake you. He takes care of us. That's the grace of God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He wills, if we can believe that, then we'll begin to see the very powerful hand of God in our lives. He wants you to believe that. Forget your past. Paul said, I forget the things of the past, but I'm pressing forward. Amen. Forget the failures of the past. God will turn, them, turn those things into great success. God will always be merciful to you. The Bible says, bless the Lord, for he is good and what his mercy endures forever that's the grace of god his mercy endures forever god will fill your life with goodness that's his grace he'll fill your life with goodness he will satisfy your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed just like the eagles that's what the bible says that's the nature of god's grace god will be good to you God will fill your life with unspeakable joy if you will accept his grace. If you will just embrace the grace of God that not because of what you have done, the Bible says not works of righteousness, it's not because of work, but because you accepted God's grace and the grace of God has power enough to start transforming your life. And the Bible says from glory to glory. I mean, you're going to accept that God's grace today. That's God's grace transforming your life from glory to glory when did this grace come into the earth when we've already alluded to it when jesus was born think about it god lived on the earth with man for 33 years god left heaven And he lived among us and became one of us. For 33 years, God was living among men. That should change anything. That should change everything. In 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16, he says there, without controversy, And without controversy, no argument about this, without controversy, God was manifested in the flesh. God became a man. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit. 
God is a spirit. He was the same God. He just, that spirit manifested in human form, manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached to the Gentiles. He was believed on in the world, and then he was received up into glory. That's God. He lived with us. He's lived with mankind. He knows what's going on with us intimately. He's experienced it. He's seen it all while he was here. For 33 years, God was on the earth living among men. And at the end of that time, he went to the cross and gave it all. He emptied heaven on the earth. Amen? The Bible says the life of the flesh is in the blood. God, when Jesus came, he emptied the glory. Everything God, he emptied into the world. The blood of God, the life of God, as it says in Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And God gave everything. And when that blood touched this earth, grace was unleashed. Now, things can change in your life. You don't have to be a failure anymore. God will empower you to succeed. Paul said, I am what I am. How? By the grace of God. I am what I am by the grace of God. When Jesus died on the cross and he poured out his life, the blood of Jesus, now I can be whatever God wants me to be by the grace of God. God said, I know my plans to give you the future you hope for. That's only by the grace of God. Only by the grace of God. In John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the word of God is God. I wonder why Christians don't accept and they argue constantly against the word of God. I don't believe that. I don't accept that. We don't do that in our church. Our church don't believe that part of the Bible. Well, if you don't believe, tear that part of the Bible off from you because your church don't believe it. You don't. Why read it? Tear that page off. But we believe what God says because God's word and God are one and the same. When you believe God's word, when you accept God's word, you accept God. Verse 14 tells us very clearly there. And the word was made flesh. The word of God, does God, this justified in the spirit, the same word that is God became a man. The word was made flesh. And he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as of the glory of the only begotten Son of God, full of what? Grace. Full of what? Grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. He came full of grace and truth and then he emptied grace on the earth. Now, grace is available to anyone who wants grace. And grace can transform your life. Hallelujah. 
I feel like shouting. Hallelujah. Can transform your life. Can break the power of any addiction. Can turn your sorrows into joy. That's the power of grace. You can't say anymore, I can't help myself. That's good. You can't help yourself, but grace can pull you up. It's the power of grace from God. God wants to take care of you. It's the grace of the living God. What can grace accomplish in our life? Grace is the cure for everything. The grace, let me put it this way. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is the cure for everything bad on the earth. No matter what it is. Whether it's finances, it doesn't, if it makes you feel bad, the grace of God can take care of it. Amen? It's the cure for everything that's bad on the earth. The grace of God will take care of every, every, any and every bondage. Every addiction can be broken. Just meet with the grace of God face to face. Jesus said, with God, nothing shall be impossible. All you have to do is yield to grace. The grace of God will deal with all of those things. God gave us our, our Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of God can transform your life. I remember when I was newly saved. I didn't understand much about Christianity. I thought to myself, and I actually told the fellow, I said, now nah, you don't know who you're dealing with, the one who was preaching to me. I said, I said to him, I'm really wicked, you know, and I really can't be like you. I, I don't know how to sing uh, uh, glory to God in the highest. I don't know how to do all of that. I'm not that kind of person. He said, you can become like me. I said, you don't know. It's not going to work. And when I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, I didn't even know if I would last as a Christian for a week. Because I knew there were a lot of things that they were telling me, you got to give up. And one of those things was my bell-bottom pants. No kidding. <laughs> and my platform shoes in those days. I guess you... I guess you can place my age, right? <laughs> Be quiet, don't do that. And in those days, when I was growing up, if you didn't wear as a young man bell-bottom pants, you are past time. You know what that means? Past time. And they called this kind of pants pencil pants. And I had to give my bell-bottom pants and my platform shoes and stop all the bad stuff I was doing. I thought, oh God, this is going to be hard. <laughs> I need help. But then, I saw miracles. I saw God healing people. And I got really excited about that. They'll tell me, your girlfriend is coming. Uh, I say, I got to go listen to that preacher. He's saying some good stuff. Tell her to wait for me. But I will be in church for so long. Get back late. Don't want anything to do with anybody. Just want to be myself. 
I was shocked when I knelt down I was praying. <laughs> I never prayed like that before going to bed. The grace of God was taking a hold of my life. I could never go back. My life was transformed. I wasn't even aware of it. I could never go back. That's how powerful the grace of God is. And God has held me that way till this very day. And thank God by his grace. I know I love Jesus. I want nothing else in this life. Just Jesus. This grace of God can transform your life. Break any and every addiction. Make you into a new man. A God-like man. Christian. Little Christ on the earth. The grace of God can do that. If you will only believe. If you will only accept the grace of God. Not by works. Everyone has the ability to. Amen? Because he died for every one of us. You can't say, no, I can't be that. No! God did it for you. And your life can be transformed. There is nothing with God like an impossible situation. God doesn't know the word impossible. That's not in his dictionary. God will take care of every problem. God will take care of every need. Let me tell you this. The grace of God is bigger than the commandments. I know that's a strong word. Strong, those are strong words. The grace of God is greater than the Ten Commandments. And I'm going to show you from the scriptures. God's grace is greater than the Ten Commandments. And God's grace is greater than sin. The only thing that is stopping man from, li from living a life full of joy, a contented, li a contented life on the earth, sin. That's what it is. That's the only thing. But grace, the grace of God is bigger and stronger, more powerful, greater than sin itself. In John chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, let's put it this way. It says, and of his fullness have we all received, what? Grace for grace. And then it goes on, for the law was given by Moses. The Ten Commandments was given by Moses. In other words, the law was, came through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So think about it. Are you going to tell me what came from Moses is greater than what Jesus brought to us? Think about it. Moses gave commandments. Jesus gave grace, which is bigger. Which is greater the force of grace to free us from everything. Grace and truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said something amazing to Pilate. He said, well, 
if, if I were of this world, my servants would fight for me. But then he said to Pilate, he said, to this end, I came into the world. And for this cause, I was born into the world. To testify of the truth. And Pilate says, what is truth? Jesus came because of truth. And Jesus said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. For the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace is bigger than the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments will put you down because of sin and try to destroy you. But grace will pull you over and take you way above that. If you will accept grace, if you will accept grace, I'm going to close with this. In Romans chapter 6, verse 14, it says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? For you are not under the law, but what? Under grace. The only way sin can have dominion and rule and reign over your life is if you are under the law. But we got something from God that's bigger than the law. It's called grace. Stay under grace and sin and addictions can never have power over your life. That's what God's saying. And the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. I don't care how you feel. Whether you, I don't believe that. That's your problem. That's what God said. If you stay under grace, you're free. I feel like dancing. You want the African dance or the Nigerian? No, kidding. <laughs> but God wants to set people free only through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's so simple to come under grace. That's the easiest thing. It's almost like breathing. And then you depend on grace himself to transform. Notice what Jesus said, you shall know the truth and struggle to be free. No, the truth itself will set you free. Just stay with the truth. Stay with grace. Make sure you get more grace into your life. Forget about what's happening. Depend on this grace of God, this favor of God. Stay with him and see what God will do. All heads bowed this morning and all eyes closed before our God. If you haven't accepted the grace of God, it's available today. And you can receive that grace. All you have to do is indicate that this morning by just lifting your hand up. Let God see your hand. I'm not going to call you to come up here. You sit where you are. All eyes closed. No one looking around. All heads bowed. I'd like to see your hand. How many want to receive God's grace for the first time? Put your hand. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we need to humble ourselves before God. Some people are too proud. They are so concerned about what people think about them. When you get to heaven, it's going to be between you and God. Let's honor God by lifting our hands up. I'm going to do that again. How many want to receive this grace? Let grace change your life. Put your hand up quickly. Thank you. Thank you. I see that. Thank you. Thank you. 
let's open our eyes and please look up here. On the connection card, my wife alluded to this earlier, mentioned this earlier. There's a portion of it that says, my decision today. We want to connect with you. Not by calling you, but by sending you materials that if you faithfully go through them, I guarantee you, you will begin to see a difference in your walk with God. You see, God doesn't reveal himself to everybody. I found that out when I read in the scriptures. He says, so many people believed in Jesus, but he never gave himself to them because he knew what was in man. But I guarantee you, as you begin to study those scriptures, the materials we give to you, you will begin to experience God's grace. And believe me, it's a marvelous thing. So we'll send you materials. So put your decision here. And as we take the offerings, the offering today, please put that in the offering basket. And let me say this again. Our, our ministry, our church is not about money. We don't ask those who are visitors, our special guests, to give in our offering. If you want to give, that's up to you. God will take care of his work. But I want to encourage every child of God. Ushers, please give the offering uh, envelopes to our people. I want to encourage every child of God to give to, the, to our Lord. From the time I got saved, I remember I was sitting in my pastor's uh, house and I heard this strange word that I'd never heard before. It was a young man then. They said tithe. They were talking about tithe and giving and I said, Pastor, what is tithe? What do you mean by that? He laughed and he said, you don't know what tithe is? I said, no, I never heard a word like that. What's that? And then he explained it to me. I said, well, why didn't you tell me I ought to do this? Because I was already saved. And I felt really bad. And from that time on till this very day, even when I came to the United States and I had money from home for my school, $10,000 for the whole year, I, I took $1,000 for God. And guess what? The rest of it was enough for my schooling for the whole year. Can you believe that? I just $1,000 gone. I paid in cash. Pastor Addison was asking, who put 100000 You didn't fill the envelope. Please come tell us. It's a large sum of money. I said, that's me. That's not your business, Pastor. I'm giving it to God. But God took care of me. And he's been taking care of me. Don't hesitate to give to him. He'll take care of you.